Hello, friends. Welcome to a very special ATC Double Cut. I have a guest with me today who many of you will recognize from Turfgrass Twitter. It is Paul Hurst, the co-owner of Greens Pro and guitarist for the acoustic duo Midlife. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you, Micah. So good to be here. I'm glad you said co-owner. That can be a that can be a sensitive topic. So I, I just want to make sure everybody knows I don't own the whole thing, but I am I'm proudly a co-owner and uh, uh, Midlife, uh, much like the Turf Twitter feed, uh, continues to roll on and, and surprise me on on a regular basis. So so good to see you. So good glad to be here, and I appreciate you having me on, my friend. Well, thank you. Um, I am glad to see you also, and it's nice to talk. I first uh, noticed, I think during the pandemic, um, when a lot of people were, were stuck at home for a while and right. not really able to get out to restaurants or, or meet people and socialize much, I started seeing coming through my Twitter feed, a lot of people were retweeting this guy and his wife uh, playing <laughs> playing songs and playing it well and i thought well that's interesting and yeah. uh so and then um i i eventually then you got into some comedy stuff so can you tell me a little bit about your use of turf twitter yeah so you know, I, I've been on Twitter forever. Uh, I think there was this big run at the GCSAA show, uh, the national or GIS, whatever you call it. But there were some guys that were really getting involved with Twitter. So I, I had never really been a part of it, but I was just a passive observer for a while. And then uh, on a random night in COVID, I, I, I decided to, to film uh christy and i singing a share song of all things and it was called do you believe in love which is the most bizarre random song that we cover and uh i filmed it and maybe i had uh i don't know what i was thinking but i put it on twitter and i had never posted really anything on twitter and it got a little bit of response so next day i went into work talked to one of my business partners he says hey you should do you know you should do you should do a video every night we're, we're locked down. So we were locked down for about uh, about 50 days uh, here in, in St. Louis, Missouri. So Christy and I uh, made a video for 50 days and uh, the amount of back rubs and foot rubs that I had to, I had to give Christy to keep participating every night. Uh, begrudgingly, I, I would get her to, uh, I would get her to sing some songs in front of the camera. And it was a ton of fun. Uh, I always tell people that Twitter has allowed me to play music in San Diego, allowed me to play music in Myrtle Beach, North Carolina, and allowed me to play music in Longboat Key, Florida. So uh, the amount of impact those little two-minute song videos had on people uh, has been overwhelmingly humbling, and uh, it's been really cool. So. And after that, I'll go on here just to explain how I think we got we're right here, Micah, is part of Twitter that maybe I, I have to be careful about not liking is the, the blatant selling of product. And a lot of my guys, my approach to sales is I don't have this huge sales pitch. I think sales to me is about relationships and about service and, and knowledge. Uh, but I had caught 
somebody on Twitter one time just doing a blatant sales approach about product and why you should buy their product and on and on and on. And I don't know, just like everything I do on Twitter at that moment, I decided to be the anti sales guy and pretty much make fun of myself. So that's where the, the, the sales videos kind of stemmed from. And of course that has progressed into all the other nitwittery that I call it uh, on a weekly basis, Micah. So, and the coolest part is I get to hang out and talk to all these doctors, Mike Richardson, John Kaminsky, Ben McGraw, and then clearly me aggravating, pestering, demanding that you pay attention to me, Micah, has culminated into this awesome moment where you chose to be like, hey man, let, let's do this, and you're wearing a Greenspro hat. So long story short, uh, that, that's how we got here. Well, wonderful. Thank you for explaining that. And yeah, that's, I've, I've got so many questions and I, Please. um, so, so the, with the ATC double cut, we have to, of course, give a double cut treatment to one of the, uh, blog posts. That's kind of the whole, uh, conceit of the show is that, okay. uh, each, uh, episode is related to. Uh, or, or as a starting point for discussion, we'll talk about one of the ATC blog posts. And right. the the blog post that I thought we can talk about is the turf Twitter analysis, which I I see that you ranked thirteenth this year, <laughs> and um, I wonder, like sometimes it seems like you're doing the uh, if you're looking, let's see. I'm trying to, am I showing that yet? I am showing that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, go, how does that look? Does that, that shows the entire chart. Yep. So your, you, your greens pro account, which I encourage <laughs> everyone to follow, to follow, follow greens pro on Twitter. It's at greens pro. And you'd be following one of the most influential accounts in the entire turf industry. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. That that's awesome. But um, I I also don't like just like the pure sales stuff. Um, right. I I was interested as as you become a little bit more well known globally through Twitter to, to right. the point where you come to my attention. Uh, you've been a guest on a couple of podcasts. I think one by uh, Peter McCormick, I think interviewed right. you for uh -huh. TurfNet radio. And, and uh, I came to find out that you used to be a golf course superintendent, which I think is, is uh, gave me even more respect for you. And, right. uh, and I'm like, okay, right. so this guy knows what he's talking about. I was also a golf course superintendent for only three, sh three short years. But, um, I, I like, I like your approach to, uh, not doing the hard sell on products and just kind of joking right. about it because the customers often are going to know what they need and Correct. you just need to provide that and you don't need to go sell people things that they don't need. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, so you've got the music. You so you're sharing the music on Twitter, and you're also doing the the comedy bit. Does that help your? Um, does it help your business locally? I mean, you're not trying to expand nationwide or anything, right? You're a regional no, no. distributor. We're, we're actually 
we're actually a fairly large distributor, you know, so we're, you know, I tell people all the time, we're, if you have a local grocery store, you shop in Micah in, in Thailand, you know, we are the local grocery store. We're an independently owned distributorship competing with major, huge uh, houses, you know, the Helena's of the world, the uh, ATS's of the world, the Simplots, the Herald's. So I'm very proud of the fact that we're, we're locally owned. We, we're in about six states here in the United States, primarily the Midwest. And uh, we're able to compete uh, with these huge, large companies uh, that quite honestly are able to get better prices, do some things a little bit differently. But I'm very proud of the service and the, the relationships that we've developed over the years with people here locally. And one of the things I like to talk about as far as being a golf course superintendent, I spent almost 22 years on a golf course between starting there and assistant and then a superintendent is that I was in the heart of it, the transition zone here, the armpit uh, growing POA and Pencross in, in some, some really, really tough conditions here in the Midwest. Uh, we are such a hodgepodge of grasses here. Uh, zoysia, Bermuda, fescue, ryegrass, bluegrass, POA. Uh, it is a Heinz 57 of turf here in the transition zone. And I, I honestly think we have some of the most talented, uh, intensive turf managers here in, in my area here in the, in the Mississippi Valley. So, yeah, uh, I think you have to be to grow grass in that type of climate, which is, right. you know, I, I see that in Japan, Japan right. has also probably less POA, um, but they have bank grass and they have zoysia. So what's typical right. in Japan on 90% of the courses in Japan, you'll have cool season grass on the greens and warm right. season grass everywhere else. And then of course, when you have the warm season grass, that's no uh, easy thing either, because if it gets weeds in it, it looks pretty horrid in the winter time. So right. you have to control those weeds. And uh, if you have zoysia, you have to deal with large patch because large patch is pretty hideous if that's not controlled. So, right. um, yeah, and then you just got to keep your bent grass alive, too. So I, I have a lot of respect for turf grass managers anywhere in the world who are growing in the transition zone type of area Correct. because... Yeah. that's that's where i that's where my experience was as a golf course superintendent too i was in shanghai which is right. uh which is hot and has both cool and warm season grass and then i was in in that part of japan as a superintendent also so it's uh it's challenging it is it is so yeah, i always tell guys that the one thing i can't sell you is how to water and that is the key to success here in the transition zone if you can figure out how to water bent grass poa in the transition zone uh 99 times out of 100 you're going to be very successful so my guys in this area that are the most successful superintendents obviously they do things well operationally but agronomically knowing when to water how much to water is the most critical thing you can be taught when you when you come up growing grass in our area when you started as a golf course superintendent mm -hmm. uh or as an assistant what uh -huh. was was uh wetting agent use as common as it is today there were but uh i don't know if you remember the old surfside ads uh coming up they were very they had very intricate ads on on how they marketed and sold product uh really didn't start using wetting agents 
even as a uh, maybe as a superintendent. God, how long have I been doing this? Maybe maybe twenty five years ago, uh, but but not as much as, as they're marketed now. I mean, we had very few. We had uh, Surfside, maybe a little Cascade. Uh, trying to think of a few others, maybe uh, some of the Aquatrol's products, but but not nearly as many. The options there are today. Yeah, I think the toughest thing in the world to sell, Michael. I'll tell you that right now. Anybody that can go into your office and say they can recommend the best wedding agent for you, they they can't because they're not specifically in your situation, your climate. Uh, very difficult to sell. Uh, make recommendations on it. Have guys try it, but still one of the hardest things in the world. I yeah, I it's something that in the 1990s, I I saw some people using it, some people didn't use it. And I right. just, uh, when I was a golf course superintendent, it was in the 1990s and I, I thought I'm just going to water properly and I'm not mm -hmm. going to, I'm not going to put any wedding agents because I was afraid that they might, uh, change something, maybe make it too wet or something, which is, right. I understand now that that's not really going to happen because if I don't put water, it's impossible for it to get too wet. Right. And, uh. I would definitely be using wedding agents today. So that's that's something that I think uh, it allows you to actually put less water. And I know that sure. Mike Richardson and especially Doug Karcher when he was down at, uh, right. at at University of Arkansas, they've done a lot of research there. And and the uh, the pictures that they show of bank grass greens towards the end of the summer, where it has had a wedding agent and right. where it hasn't had a wedding agent, are there are profound differences Absolutely. now it's not it's not so much a profound difference between the different types of wedding agents or the different brands of wedding agents it's more that there are a number of products that all do essentially right. uh, or can provide the same result um, right. which is grass that's still alive at the end of summer with slightly less water and certainly less exactly. uh, localized dry spot right Mike Richardson told me to tell you today hello. So I'm, 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 that's my one plug. Oh, nice. Well, uh, Mike, if you are watching or listening to this, uh, <laughs> hi back to you. And I am also uh, sometime going to have him on here to talk about oh, some, something yeah. exciting. I think, I think, you know what I want to have Mike on here to talk about <clears throat> is uh, green speed of zoysia because he's okay. had grad students that are doing uh some research on that and and right um I, there's a lot of zoysia grass greens in in southeast asia and in east okay. asia and in the united states there is a lot of zoysia used on fairways but in asia there's also zoysia used in rough and there's zoysia used on tees and on putting greens and there's a reason why in japan the 90% of the golf courses are bent grass greens and zoysia everywhere else. And it's because bent grass has a much better um, ball roll. And, and, right. and there, there are, are some difficulties in getting good ball roll on zoysia. And Mike's been doing some research about that. And, yeah. and I would like to talk with him about that. Do you yeah, see any zoysia? I, I went and saw the whole facility a couple weeks back and, uh, yeah, he had, a, he had a bunch of Bermuda down there, some different Bermudas and some Zoysia. Uh, our, our, our program here at the University of Missouri has kind of uh, declined since Lee Miller went to Purdue. 
So Mike and Wendell Hutchins are going to kind of be our new go-to guys there uh, to help us with diseases in the transition zone and, and helping us with some things here in Missouri. So, But I got, got an opportunity to go down there and see the facility, talk to some of his students, and it was a great experience. So cool. Mike's a good I, guy. Yes, I, I went to the field day there in, okay. I think, early August of 2016. Okay. And, that was that was wonderful and i would like to go back and yeah. mike's kind of had an open invitation for me to go back yeah. and yeah. it's just a matter of me getting myself to that part of the world <laughs> so so i use twitter and and uh i use twitter as you would see and i will put up my twitter account uh at asian turfgrass in case you'd like to follow me on twitter if you don't already i use twitter generally to um share information so uh, I, I'm often sharing links to things. It's often things that I have um, uh, written myself. And the, the, I, I joined Twitter in 2010, I believe, because Dave Wilbur, who is at Turfgrass Zealot on Twitter, right, Dave right. Wilbur had shared one of uh he shared a link on twitter to one of my blog posts and nobody was reading my blog but of course i'm passionate about turf grass and i was writing about it in 2007 2008 2009 nobody was reading it and i didn't know how to get people to pay attention right. to what i was doing but i wanted people to pay attention to the work that i was doing and i noticed all of a sudden that there was a 300 or 500% increase one day in the number of view counts. And I thought, wow, where, where did that come from? So I checked it and it, it tracked back to, it had been shared on Twitter by Dave Wilbur. And I thought, wow, I always right. said, I, I'm not going to share. Oh, I woke up this morning. Oh, it, I'm, I'm having Wheaties for breakfast. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I, I thought that that's what Twitter was. And, yep. and I'm like, I, I don't need to tell people like every little useless thing about my life and, and what I'm doing at the moment. And then I realized, wow, if that's what it, if that's where people are going to read and pay attention to what I'm doing, then I'm going to join. So I, I created an account the same day and right. I've kind of used Twitter over the past 13 years or so in, in that way, where I, I try to send about one tweet per day with some link to some type of turfgrass information. Right. Um, and, and so that then it, uh, in about 2017, 2016, 2017, I started to realize that Twitter had an API that had a lot of data on tweets and, and data on different accounts. And I realized right. that I could start analyzing it because I was interested, uh, accounts like John Kaminsky's account, who is I tweet turf. He sure. has tons of followers and gets lots of interaction and stuff. And I wanted to see, well, how do, how does interaction with my tweets compare to his and, and, um, you know, other, other well-known accounts, Turfgrass Zealot, Dave Wilbur and, and so on. Right. I wanted to see, uh, if people are paying attention to what I'm doing in, in a, like, how does that compare to, to other people? So that's when I started doing that turf Twitter analysis, which is, it's basically just out of curiosity. Right. Um, 
but it's it's interesting to me because I typically don't follow people who are just sharing things that are not really related to turfgrass. Now your stuff. So when you were just doing the music videos, that, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know you personally. So I'm like, I typically wouldn't pay attention to somebody who's just doing music. Right. But then once you started doing the sales videos, I thought that's funny. I, I, the funniest joke, I, I think it's very funny when you, you did the, uh, are you up yet? You know, you're, you're, you're sitting in your truck calling, uh, a, a customer or, uh, or a potential customer yeah. and, and, and that pseudo customer, um, oh, that yeah. imaginary customer asks you, uh, are are you up yet? Right. Oh yeah. No, no. See your, your, your memory. I had to beg you to, to follow me because one of my shticks there early was that I would get Tritabaugh, you know, you guys that are really, really serious and really, really smart as opposed to me, who's not very smart and obviously not very serious that I, I was begging for the approval of guys like you and Tritabaugh and, and, and that one video, I was searching for your approval with a follower alike, and, and and that's the way it got started there. But uh, yeah. So so I I think you're just doing this not so much for business. You're doing it just for fun, really, aren't you? I mean, that's how I would read it. It it's all, Mike. I haven't said a serious thing in in two years. I, I I tell people all the time when I was a golf course superintendent, I had. I had an outlet for creativity on Friday afternoon. I could drive the golf course and I'd be like, this is what the staff, this is what I helped instigate. This, this is art. This is what we created this week as a sales guy, as a business owner, I have no outlet, zero outlet to, to, to show something that I created. Uh, and the reason I love music so much when Christy and I play, the reason I love making these videos and the reason I, I do my monthly newsletter uh, and the reason that I am involved with the, the Gateway Green for our association is that is that is an outlet. That is a canvas where I can release all the things that go on in my head every day that I think are fun, that I think people relate to. Uh, but Twitter to me has been nothing but me being 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 art that I can that I can share that I can create and then I hope somebody laughs I hope somebody grins I hope I hope I make somebody's day uh, there's absolutely zero intent for me to increase business there it's just it, it's never even entered my mind am I proud of the fact that greens pro people know hey that's a distributorship an independent distributor of turf turf products in the Midwest that has a great reputation. Very proud of that. But still, I want Twitter to be, I want guys to watch a Greens Pro video and be like, that guy's completely ate up. That guy's funny. That guy doesn't take himself too seriously. That guy seems to have a good time. That guy makes me grin or smile. That, that, that's been my intent from day one. Well, I, I think you're doing a, a great job with that. Um, Thank you. I, I, I think there's a lot of people now who start looking forward to, um, would it be Saturday mornings in the USA when, when, yeah, yeah. when you typically yeah. would release a new video? Yeah. And Micah, I would tell you, 
obviously I have a, I've got some time into this, not a ton of time, but you know, you start doing things no different than I went through your website today, by the way. If, oh, thank you. If, if people have not visited your website, it is unbelievably well done. So kudos to you and the amount of time and the effort and the passion that you have, Micah. It is fantastic. And my fault that I haven't, I haven't looked at it, but an incredible resource, but ex extremely well done to, to well, do that. But. Well, well, thank you. That is AsianTurfGrass.com. And yes. there's another website that has even more information, and okay. that is that is Pace Turf. So if if anybody wants a like uh, a library of information that can, it, it's not just things that Micah is interested in, and um, it, it's it's things that can really help you with your job and reference information. They can right. help, like like we talk about large patch and how devastating that can be on zoysia. Well, if you want to find information about the best controls for large patch and 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 reference information about that, check out paceturf.org. And you can also follow Pace Turf on Twitter at the uh, Pace Turf handle. Right. And I'm uh, full disclosure here. As of last year, I'm now the owner of Pace Turf, and so congratulations, hey, buddy. Thank you. Asian turf grass is all free. And I get to do whatever I want with uh, Asian turf grass, but Pace Turf, uh, there is some free information there. But for the full, um, for the full access to all the information on the Pace Turf website, you can subscribe for a very reasonable fee of two hundred and seventy-five dollars per year, which I, I think is quite a good value for people. So. Um, yeah, I, thanks for checking out the Asian Turfgrass website. There is oh. a lot of a lot of information there, and that is is fun. And yeah. I, yeah, if I probably wouldn't use Twitter um, if I couldn't use it to get more people I'm, to come to my website, and it's kind of right. scary. It's kind of scary to me, and one of the reasons why I one of the reasons why I continue doing these analytics about Twitter um, is to understand how people are using it because I get a, hu uh, a huge fraction of the traffic to my website comes from Twitter. And so right. if Twitter disappeared, uh, but that, that's kind of scary for me um, because I would have less people right. uh, coming to my website and, and it, I'm not really using the Asian Turfgrass website to sell anything. I'm just passionate about Turfgrass information, and and I want people to have uh, to be able to to see that. And and so I also have my email newsletters, and I encourage people you can sign up if you go to AsianTurfgrass.com. And sometimes I share the email newsletters on Twitter because I. I want another way, like a backup way to be able to contact people who are really interested in what I'm doing to just be able to right. email them directly with information. So, um, you know, cause you get people, sometimes people get frustrated with Twitter or they, they don't like the politics on it or something and they, or, or they don't, they find that they're spending too much time on it because it can be a little right. bit addictive. And, and, and you're just like, what am I doing? Just scrolling through my phone, looking at, at stuff that, 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 right you know, instead of interacting with my family or something. So some people, they delete the app or they cancel their account or something. So for me, I'm trying to use it for business purposes 
and right. and, a, and for fun, but right. mostly I, I'm trying to get people to understand that I've got some turfgrass information that may be useful for them. So I'm trying to share that. Um, and I continue doing this analysis to understand uh, how many sure. accounts are out there uh, yeah. that are in the turf industry and how they're interacting with different people's tweets. So I, I looked at, I've done this looking at tweets sent for the past six years, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. And I looked up the Greens Pro account, which I believe uh, I saw that it started in 2013, I believe. Correct. And uh, you have had a astounding rise in the turf Twitter rankings. So in 2017, I did not find the account in the rankings. No. In 2018, ranked 4,143. <laughs> and it, it was a steady increase. 2019, you're up to 3,250. Okay. Then right. in 2020, you you jumped up an, an order of magnitude all the way up to 377. And then in 2021, you were up to 19th. You cracked the top 20. Right. Uh, and then in 2022, this year, you're all the way up to 13th. So yeah. are, are you going to, uh, do you care about these rankings or, or you just do it as a joke? Like, cause you, I, you, you're sending out some tweets about it, which I think is just a joke, but for all the effort you put into it when making the videos and stuff, you must hope, you must hope as anyone does that, that, sure. you, that you do get recognized for it. Sure. You know, I've, I've got, I, I'd love to tell you, I have a ton of time into those videos and I would love to tell you that they're well thought out and I spend, I bet you, yeah, I spend 15 minutes a week on those videos. But I think what has happened, Micah, obviously there is no way with that current alg algorithm I could ever, I mean, I only have 4,200 or something followers. Uh, I really only tweet once a week. Uh, and there's no, there's no measure in there for videos. Uh, I mean, I, all I do are videos. So if, if I could measure who gets I don't know the most views maybe i would rank higher but really my favorite part of the rankings is it just provides me fodder to make more fun of myself <laughs> so but i would i would at this point after doing it close to two years no different than what you're talking with your website and the information you put out when you put some effort into something you're are you film a video that you think speaks to people it's always nice that people a recognize b enjoy and primarily for me c laugh and yes so it makes me very happy that that i think i'm touching people influencing people in a way that i that i find positive uh as i told you like i said earlier i just want people to walk away and be like that guy seems happy that guy's ate up that guy seems to have a good outlook on life that guy makes me smile so that that that's that's all micah
Well, that that's wonderful. I it just occurred to me you must have been to the uh, the GCSA conference and show many times over the years. A ton. Yeah. And now that you're kind of turf Twitter famous, and there's a lot right. of people in the turf industry that use Twitter, uh, do you get recognized more often from people who who are from all over the world? I, I do, and that's that's been really that's been really cool. I, I tell the story all the time. Tim Krieger, my buddy uh, from the Carolinas Golf Course uh, Association, uh, we had that meeting, uh, the Carolina show, right after COVID. And this is my favorite story I tell about Twitter is two years ago, you know, my circle was St. Louis, Illinois, a little bit of Kentucky, some of Indiana, maybe some of Kansas, maybe some of Arkansas. And two, year, two years later, my, my circle is, it, it's global. And one of the coolest things that's happened with Twitter is if I were ever to meet you, Mike, I honestly, even now more after this, this interview, I felt like all the people I met, met in the Carolinas with Christy, I knew them. And it was like a high school reunion. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people uh, last year in San Diego, you know, pulled me aside and said, hey, I really appreciate your approach. Hey, I really, I really appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. You make me laugh. I look forward to your videos. And to say that to say that's not cool to say that's not fun to hear people say I, I would be lying and uh, it makes me very happy that that people have been so receptive and kind and genuine with the responses I can't believe it Micah but I've only had about two people over the last two years kind of you know troll me or say something insensitive or mean or or unkind so I think it speaks a lot to our industry. Uh, I, I think it also speaks to the fact that I really don't touch that many people and, and maybe just a small, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe just a small symbol of that speaks to the fact that, that what I'm trying to do is makes people smile and that that's all I want. Well, yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And I think that there's something, there's something nice about Turfgrass Twitter that is a little bit more positive or a little bit more supportive or a little bit more pleasant or a little bit more friendly For sure. perhaps than, than some other segments of, of Twitter or social media. Um, not, not that there isn't some sniping or criticism or uh, behind the scenes direct messaging or, or, or yeah. conversation yeah. talking about yeah. people behind their back or something of like, can you believe, can you believe what that guy's doing? You know, but, um, I think overall it's, it's pretty positive I if agree. you, uh, for most people, um, I know some, some people maybe, maybe struggle with it a little bit and then they decide, you know, it's not worth my time. They, they, they don't like the way it makes them feel, but for me, right. Um, it's okay. I, I like the way it makes me feel. I like having connections with people like you that otherwise I wouldn't have met. And and for me, it's been wonderful also yeah. to meet people from around the world who uh, either either meet me through Twitter 
or, or become aware of me through Twitter or through other people who perhaps who I also have connections with on Twitter have introduced me to those people. So, you know, right. now I know people in New Zealand and Australia and Iceland and the yeah. Czech Republic and Portugal and, and just uh, Dubai all over the world who, who then, uh, yeah, th they become friends um, Absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's been pretty cool for me, especially, I mean, I'm sitting here in Southern Thailand and I'm not going to complain about that at all, but I'm right. sitting here in Southern Thailand wearing a greens pro hat, uh, that it's you crazy. sent that you sent to me, it's crazy. And then yeah. we can, we can be friends and I can, uh, think about some of the work that I do. I'm an advisor to some companies in Japan, uh, some right. small distributorships also. And, uh, you know, I see that they provide good service to their customers. Right. It, it's very little about selling product. It's just about right. answering the phone, getting back to people, um, being honest with them, offering right. high quality products and, and providing good service and then um, caring about them. And I provide uh, support for some of those companies. And when we do that, it's, Sometimes we're talking about turf grass, but we're often just spending time with people and Absolutely. and just having a relationship with people, and then then there's some trust involved, and and Absolutely. then that those are the type of companies that you want to um, buy product from. So I I've got a question for you because yes, you're sir. you're number thirteen in the turf Twitter rankings. Right. I'm gonna put a direct. I'm gonna put a um, a link to this post that shows yep. the. Uh, influential turf Twitter accounts. And it has a link to a shiny app where anybody can search for any account that they want. I'm going to put on my reading glasses now and, and have a look at the accounts that finished ahead of you. And the ones that are clearly related to turf grass include I tweet turf, which is John Kaminsky, Terry right. Hills maintenance, which is uh a superintendent up in New York, I believe. Correct. Turfgrass Zealot, Pat Jones tweets, uh, uh, Biga, the British and International Golf Greenkeepers Association, CGC Greenkeeper, which is Matthew Wharton in uh, Charlotte, and GCSAA, the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America, and GCI Magazine, and then you. Yeah. And so my so congratulations on finishing like clearly what you are doing on Twitter is getting a lot of uh, interaction with, with the way that, that I do that right. ranking. And you know who we don't see on there, all those accounts that are ahead of you, we, we don't really see any businesses, right? We don't see any, right. uh, you know, we don't see aqua trolls or we, we don't see, the Toro company. Uh, we right. don't see Syngenta golf and turf. Um, right. and I think it's the, the way that they're using Twitter or social media is, uh, it's a little bit boring to be honest because, 100%. um, they're, they're putting out product information that maybe 
I don't, I, I guess people in the turf grass industry, if they want product information, that's not really why they're using social media. They're not using social media to, to download a, a, a product label or a product sales sheet. Right. And, and, um, I, I like the way that you're doing it. And are there other good commercial accounts that, that you think of off the top of your head that are also using turf Twitter in a, in a fun way that, that makes a nice relationship with customers, you think? I try to, I think the, there, there's a Vereen's uh, distributorship, I believe in the Northeast. I like some of the stuff they're doing. Uh, I think what happens is I think a lot of these big companies, Mike, are paying people to do their social media and they've, they've got no skin in the game. They've got no relationship with the people they're selling to. Uh, they don't understand their customers. And quite honestly, they probably don't even understand the product. Uh, and I agree with you 100 percent. I, I, I almost and I, and I say this. I'll look at a, a huge company that will make a post, possibly a video. Uh, that they paid an inordinate amount of money to have someone make a post and the thing will get 234 views. Uh, I'll see another company make a post and, and it'll get, you know, 410 views. Uh, I think my approach to, and it's not even marketing, but I certainly think some of these companies could could, could do better by, by, by personalizing their approach with their product. Uh, and just having a little fun, uh, and 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 maybe using yeah. people who are are within the industry. Uh, so. Yeah, maybe they're a little bit risk averse to do anything that would be completely. To do, I anything. would be more than happy to uh, to do some social media for Syngenta or BASF or Bear. I mean, <laughs> my, my 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 phone. Give me a call. We'll we'll work something out. I'll work something out with my partners. But uh, yeah, no, so. I, 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 well, you can, uh, they can con they can talk with you at the golf industry show. I, I presume we'll do it. We'll do it. But yeah, that yeah. ranking, uh, you know, obviously it, it was a bunch of fodder, but you know, I, I it, it's been really cool to, to, to think that, it, that people are enjoying, uh, as I called it my shit, the, the people to think that people watch that and, and giggle or laugh. I love it. Mission accomplished, Micah. That that's what I that's what I wanted to do from the get go. So. Wonderful. Well, yeah. that is that is great to hear a bit more about how you're making use of Turf Twitter, and yes, uh, we we um, yeah. For anybody who's interested in these rankings, uh, I'm going to try to do another video, uh, a more technical one, where I work through the code and explain how it really works. So that's not right. what you and I are talking about, but I know some people have asked me like why certain accounts are included, why other ones aren't, sure. how do the rankings actually work? And, uh, I don't know how many people are interested in the technical details of it, but I will try to make one of those too. So anything else, Paul, before we, um, sign off here? All good. I I'm disappointed. I'm not going to see you in Orlando, but we'll, we'll catch up sometime. Yeah, I, I certainly hope to be at the Carolinas show this year. So, okay. um, I, there, there's Thailand has interesting, um, <clears throat> interesting requirements for the visa. 
the okay. visa that I have, and I, I, uh, my visa expires or it renews. I have to renew right. it on a particular date each year, and on that date, I have to be in Thailand apparently. Um, and I'm still waiting to hear from my lawyer, uh, who helps out with this about exactly okay. what dates I'm allowed to be out of Thailand and what dates I, I need to be in Thailand in relation to my visa renewal, which happens the same week as the Carolina show. But uh, assuming that everything works, uh, I'll be at the Carolina show. So maybe you could be there. Uh, I expect We're to be at the, it. I expect to be at the masters. So if you, um, if you are going to be there, we could say I lost that. my, I lost my class a status, you know, when I'm not a superintendent anymore, so don't get in free, but I did want to ask you, uh, mm -hmm. and one of the reasons that I, I just love talking to you. I love listening to you is your, your performance in the rockstar video. When we, when we did the collaboration, all the superintendents across the, uh, across the world, uh, your, just the fact that you're willing to play ball and you are clearly a very serious, accomplished scientist. But I think the one thing that, that I like the most about you, Micah, is there is certainly an edge about you and everything I see you do, whether it's your hair, whether it's your style and, and, and where you participated with me in helping. I think that edge and that lack of seriousness that you have sometimes is awesome. Where, where did you where did you feel? Where were you at? when that when you film that um i i think remember? it's called i think it's called la corner uh washington um okay which is on the puget sound and okay. i was in a rental house and yeah um i think the previous day i'd run a or maybe that morning i'd run a uh 25 kilometer trail race and uh i i'd wanted i wanted to do the video on on the ferry because my brother lives on orcas island in the san juan right. islands and i wanted to do that out on the 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 ferry outside with with the ferry moving and and maybe right. mount uh baker i think okay. in, in the background and and okay. some uh and, and and I and I thought that would be cool, but then it was high wind warning, and the the uh, right. I couldn't get out on that part of the ferry, and yeah. and I thought I probably couldn't even hear the the sound to lip right. sync along with. So we we did it at the last minute at the um, at the rental house over on the mainland. I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. It. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me to do that, and that was it. that was fun. I'll, I'll put a link to that tweet in uh. the. Um, in the okay. show notes here so for anybody who hasn't seen that video um yeah. you want to check it out it's got a lot of people and i i kind of i i was hoping people wouldn't recognize me um so that's that's kind of fun uh, you know i do a lot of this stuff just like to look funny because i i got bored a long time ago when i used to go to the golf industry show or the right. gcsa conference every year I just thought, you know, there's a lot of white men that look exactly oh, like me wearing khaki pants and uh, polo shirts with logos yep. on it. Yeah. And and I thought that's just it's just boring. And right. and and it doesn't look especially now that I work outside of the U.S. and I, I 
worked in a lot of different countries it's not what the course maintenance crews the customers it's not what the world looks like it's not what my world looks like now and so i go to the golf industry show and the 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 more time that i've spent traveling around the world the more strange it is to see uh 10,000 white men all dressed in khaki pants and polo shirts so i used to and i always enjoyed dressing up so I thought it's fun, like make your hair a little bit strange, wear a suit, wear a tie, right. and you'll stand out. And I always wanted to stand out and be exceptional. And right. I've always like, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this, starting my own company in a foreign country and just like trying to make an impact in the world if, um, if there wasn't like something, I mean, there, there's something inside of me that makes me want to do that. And I, I suppose that has something to do with me wanting to be a little bit different. And so it's easy when you say, could you do this video? Well, I, I definitely took the sound out of that because I don't want to hear anybody. I don't want anybody to hear my singing <laughs> voice. And I have so much respect for people like you who can, uh, uh, can go play uh, yeah. gigs and play instruments uh, yeah. and then have a voice that people don't say, shut up. I, I remember, if, if I can tell a little story, um, I, as a joke, in, 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 well, in Japan, it's common to have uh, year-end parties, which are called uh, okay. bonenkai. And so the company might have a, a, a year-end party called a bonenkai to kind of like say, say goodbye to the year. And you might do that with some friends or with some key customers or something. So as a joke, I used to go to Japan and any time in December when, you know, we'd just say, okay, let's have a party tonight with friends. And I'd call it my company, Bonenkai. And one night in Osaka, I was out with Andrew McDaniel, who is a, the greenkeeper and assistant general manager at Keio Golf Club in Japan, who's been a good friend for many, many years. I was out with him and his wife. And this was, uh, gosh, I'm, well, it was many, many years ago. And I had right. nice hair at the time. We're dressed up having a lovely time and we're in a place with karaoke and i was uh you know drinking as you do at a, at a bonenkai and i said well let's do a guns and roses song and they actually you know 20 seconds or 30 seconds into it they they turned the sound system off so i wouldn't uh, disturb the other customers in this nice establishment and you know, so I mean, I just I can't I can't perform. I I can perform as like let's talk about clipping volume, let's talk about right. MLSN or something. Right. I can't perform right. when it when music is involved. I hear you. <laughs> so I hear so you. I have so much respect for you uh, to do to to do uh, m music uh, that people like to listen to. Guitar guitar's been a, a a huge game changer in my life. You know, I picked it up twelve years ago and. Christy is super talented. If she, if she had a legit guitar player, she could go places. But uh, the midlife part of my life, along with the turf Twitter, have, have been two things beyond work, my children, that have been amazingly positive experiences. Christy and I have, have played so many different places with, with, with guitar, and it has been so fun. We played twice this weekend, still fun, so I have a good time with it. So. I got, I got, I got a couple of questions for you before you, you get rid of me. Number one, when when you see a direct message from me, are you just like, oh my god, what what does he want now? Mm, 
uh usually i expect usually i expect you may be making a request for something yeah <laughs> yeah All you right. don't you yeah you usually you're you're uh you're you're asking a favor, but that's, that's all right. right. You, I, I got this lovely hey. hat. So yeah, that's yeah. nice. I love it. And you look good at now, number two. What do I have to do to convince Joe Gulati? Is it Gulati? Gulati? It's a hard G. So it's yeah. Gulati. Yeah. It's Gulati. No. I listen mm -hmm. to his podcast all the time. What do I got to do? See if you can put in a good word for me with him. I just want to get on there and I want to, I want to hear. So I want to be interviewed from the, the brick rancher. The killer, yeah, from the basement of the killer, killer brick rancher. Yeah, <laughs> I I talked recently with Joe Galati, and right. uh, his show is quite popular around the world, and he's oh, getting yeah. better and or he is. um he's he's well he is getting better. I, but I was gonna talk about the uh, the way he books the guests. He uh, he's or. Maybe he's more organized, is what I mean. He right. he told me that he has guests booked out all the way into March. Um, so that's that's two months from I now. I believe it. And yeah. yeah, and he does. Nobody really asks to be on the ATC double cut. I I have to ask people to get on the ATC right. double cut, or or I have to ask people to come on ATC office hours, my shows. But right. Joe is so well known and so popular that people do ask him to be on the show. So I cool. I will make a note of that so that I don't Thanks. forget. And I'm going to send a message to Joe and ask that he have Paul Hurst on. <laughs> Because I that would, it. yeah, that would be good. And and I think a lot of people would like to listen to that because he is going to interview you about things that uh, are probably more, I don't, I don't know, more uh, personal, more, okay. uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's was, no fun to, it's no fun to tell the same stories over and over. Oh God, no, so, no. And I, I was nervous that we were going to get really deep into the woods today with some real technical turf talk, which... You know, I, I can hold my own, but uh, but I was I was a little nervous with you. You know, that's how I always talk to Richardson. I said, let's keep it, let's keep it. You know, working man, working man style here. So okay, I've got a question for you. Yeah, you yeah. you're a former golf course superintendent. Correct. You've probably mm -hmm. heard of MLSN, and one of the mm -hmm. questions that I get a lot of people ask me how widespread is the use of MLSN? Like what is the, um, you know, do people around the world use it or not? Like what percentage of right. people use it? And I wonder in your part of the world, do you hear of people? Um, cause you said you work in five States, six States or so. Correct. Um, do, is it what percentage of, of the golf courses and sports fields and, and lawn care operators in your region, do you think are using MLSN? Is it, is it zero? Is it 10%? Is it half? You know, I, I've thought about this question. I talked to uh, Randy Robinson uh, from the GCSAA. He's our, our, our field representative here. Uh, my particular group of guys that I deal with really isn't involved in turf twitter facebook uh i'm not sure why micah i got a few guys around here locally that i that i call on uh this whole other life that i lead on turf twitter is actually not even known by the, the bulk of my customer base 
and it's not me, but the the accessibility to information uh, or the deep dive into certain things still isn't wildly popular here in the, in the transition zone. Uh, in fact, I don't think I have a customer that measures clip volume. Uh, and I would tell you, I don't have a single customer that does things the same way. A lot of these guys have their own brownie mix, their own Kung Fu, I call it, on how they, how they fertilize, uh, the programs they use, uh, what they determine as quality turf. Very little stimp meter measuring here in, in, in this, this area. Uh, and I can't explain why. Uh, it's just I think everybody does things a little bit different. But I would probably say 10, maybe 30, 40% of guys know about some of these programs. But as far as instituting those programs, especially now more with labor becoming more difficult, uh, I think a lot of my guys are still focused on hiring people getting greens cut, getting cups changed, getting ready for the member guest, uh, working on projects. Uh, but I think everybody just does it different. And I think that's my best answer to, 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 to the question is, uh, so everybody, less than, less than 10% probably for MLSN specifically. I would probably, yes, Micah, that, that's, that, that I am. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do? Well, thank you. That, that mm -hmm. I think globally, uh, mm -hmm. I think that 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 matches well with what my expectation is globally. Um, right. I mean, you you mentioned a couple things uh, mm -hmm. that that number one that a lot of people aren't using social media so much, mm -hmm. certainly for work, and that that matches well with the turf Twitter analysis because I find that the turf Twitter active accounts have been stable in the range of five thousand to six thousand right. globally um for a number of years and that's nothing if you just look at the number look at the number of people that work in the sports turf golf and sports turf and and home lawn care commercial right. lawn care industry globally look at how big look how many people work in that and right. and there's only five or six thousand active turf twitter accounts it's nothing so right when we are talking to each other, um, it's it's a it's a small circle of what the industry really is. is. And I'm not quite sure. Um, obviously, I think something like MLSN, which is a modern method for soil test interpretation, I think that is a uh, a very effective way to prevent nutrient deficiencies. To to right virtually guarantee that you won't have nutrient deficiencies and make sure that you're supplying all the nutrients that the grass can use and nothing that you don't need to apply either. So it's very Correct. efficient. I really like that, but I don't know how to reach uh, the, the whole industry because right. if people don't go to my website, if they're not making deep dives into these topics and if people aren't talking about it at seminars that they go to, and if right. I, I, I don't know, but, uh, I think I look at this as a positive that so few people are doing it because there's such a room. There is, it's so such an opportunity, um, Absolutely. to, to share these good ideas and Correct. things like clipping volume, which you mentioned also, 
it's no surprise that nobody does it. I didn't do it either. I thought it was silly. I was aware of it since 2000 when I was a golf course superintendent in Japan. I saw people doing it and I thought, right. what a waste of time. And um, so I understand that people, everybody, everybody has the same reaction that, that I did. And it takes a long time to finally implement it. But then a lot of people do it and they're like, man, I wish I'd been doing this my entire career. Right. So there's a there's still an amazing opportunity to do a lot of stuff. Um, I've got another question. Who does soil testing yeah. in your area? Do you do soil testing or like how we, do, we how do, do your I, clients I go, get their testing done? I just go through one lab. Uh, we just go through. We've got a couple of guys that do some district tests around, uh, around town. Uh, but I would say five percent of my guys soil test uh, you're kidding me to, to decide what to decide if they need to apply phosphorus or potassium or mm -hmm. if they need to adjust the ph and mm -hmm. so people make fertilizer decisions and liming or not liming decisions based on not having a soil test is that what yeah yeah wow mm -hmm. that's that is it's, it's such an opportunity we have in this industry to um, improve the efficiency um, because um, sometimes you can not put products because the soil has enough, but sometimes you can expect an improvement in turf grass vigor and perhaps because of that, better traffic tolerance, less weed pressure and so on if you did right. apply certain nutrients. So, I, yeah, it's exciting. You can see that I'm I'm... I'm yeah. just excited yeah. about all the opportunities that we have around the world to uh, to do things we even better. We should St. Louis, and you could you could talk at our shop tour. I think that would be a huge opportunity for you. I mean that. Well, that would be awesome. Um, yeah, to let's, talk about. Let yeah. why don't you send we'll me a direct message about that? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, man. All right. Wow. Well, thanks a lot, Paul. Right, uh, I will put links in the show notes for. Uh, all of your uh for for your twitter account and for um for that particular video that i think everybody should watch i'll um, spread the word micah thank and you thank, well, thank you for thank you for playing ball i mean it i thank you for just being open to to some guy in the middle of uh, the heartland here who just wants to have a little fun so thank you very much micah i really appreciate it it is it is good to be your friend and i look forward to meeting uh, in person thank you very much paul and congratulations again on your fine performance in the turf twitter rankings <laughs> i love it i love it i can't wait all right everybody thanks for right. listening that good good night uh thank yeah. you everybody for listening and uh i will sign off now for atc from yantakau thailand i am michael woods